Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions. episode guys i am excited to share a new version of the podcast today and i'm actually going to be reviewing shoe dog by phil knight and um i have been reviewing the three other books for a while now but i just thought i'd change up a bit and review something that's a bit more recent so that's exactly what i'm going to do so welcome to today's episode so just to get started off shoe dog um, is the book that we have chosen today and I bought it on my Kindle and I'm trying to be as succinct as possible so um, let's see how that goes it's going to be a challenge for myself but that's exactly what I'm doing so what made me pick up the book so as you may know my channel is all about self-development and I have gotten books like spirituality psychology and all of this and I haven't actually read a memoir ever before um, and on a talk that I went to ages ago from work um, there was a guy called Jeremy Waite who is um, a leader in IBM and he said that there's a lot of inspiration that you can gain from industries that isn't yours in industries that you don't directly work with and that's something I have always believed in but I haven't practiced it or I hadn't practiced it myself so um, the whole reason I picked up this book is to do exactly that because it's a memoir it's about a guy that makes shoes I mean granted it's Nike everyone knows about Nike but it's not something I would have picked up normally and that's exactly the reason I picked it up and I wanted to diversify my readings and that's exactly what I did. I started reading it when I was in Greece and then I hadn't finished it so I finished it in the last couple of weeks and it has been very very inspirational and I'm going to share with you exactly what I learned from that book today. So just to get started off, um, when I think about the Phil Knight and him as a person, I'm going to put my hand up and say I didn't know who he was. I mean I, I know Nike, I think everyone knows Nike in the world but I didn't know who Phil Knight was. Um, because it's not as one of those like famous um, people like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. He's one of those underdogs kind of kind of guy. And if I think about whether I can relate to him, not directly, no, because he's a, he's a middle-aged male from Portland, Oregon, and he is obsessed with shoes, and that's something I can't relate with at all. Um, however, there are a lot of his ways of thinking and his inspiration and faith um, and all those things that I could really, really resonate with. And if I jump into the quote that really kind of res resonated with me, um, which is in the beginning of the book, he says that um, he always had an aching sensation that our time is short, shorter than we ever know, short as a morning run. And I wanted mine to be meaningful and purposeful and creative and important above all different and this is how he kind of starts off his book about this crazy idea that he had from a very young age um and he didn't know what it was going to be but then as he kind of went through his uni life he kind of realized that i want to see if japanese shoes is going to take over um, america like the cameras did um so 
that was his motivation, right? So if I was to kind of jump into the three key areas that I want to summarise of what I've learned from this book, um, firstly, is that he is an incredible storyteller and um, you can find out from the book as well, kind of the journey that he goes through. And also, um, even though it's a very niche topic, he was starting, he was an entrepreneur, but he was starting off in, in the shoe industry. His story is something I think most people can resonate with. And these are the two due to the themes like not giving up and when the whole world is working against you, he kept going. Um, secondly, the fact that inspiration is everywhere. And I'll share with you later on how um, he brought this to life. And then thirdly, this idea around faith as well and how he had this unconditional dying faith throughout his journey of having this crazy idea to now being worth like 178 billion or something like that. So um, I'll now delve into each one of those areas and why that is the case. So, so if I was to start off with um, the incredible storyteller, in the beginning of, beginning of the book, he talks about how he had this crazy idea when he was at uni. So he actually, Phil Knight actually wrote his dissertation around uh, this the shoe industry and the Japanese shoe, um, but he had no experience of ever starting a company. He started off Nike, which wasn't called Nike back then, at a very young age. Um, and he told his dad, so the theme of the book talks about how he always wanted to impress his dad and his dad was like a very kind of strict lawyer. Um, and he when he went up to dad, his dad and said, dad, I've got this crazy idea I want to bring to life. Um, the dad was kind of just like, okay then. Um, but his mum always kind of believed he could do it. And when he first kind of had this idea, he went off to Japan and he met with a distributor um, called the Tiger Shoes. And he wanted to bring those tigers into the US. And a bit about Phil's background is that he always had interest in uh, running and he used to do track and all of this at uni. And he also had a coach slash mentor called Bowerman, who actually ends up being his partner when he uh, creates Nike, right? Um, but it was the, the, there was a story, um, there was a bit in the story where he went up, went to Japan and he went to these distributors pretending that he already had a well-founded company. Um, but in reality, ha he hadn't. Um, but he went to the distributors, he, walked, he kind of managed to talk his way into uh, one of the execs and he presented this, okay, if you give me 50 shoes from Tigers, I'm going to take to the US and uh, you know sell the shoes and then give you a certain kind of percentage of the money and when the Japanese guy asked him what's your company's name <laughs> he had to think on the spot and he came up with blue ribbon um, because that was inspired by something like a like an image in his bedroom so he completely uh, made that uh, company up right and when he th thinks about this idea of his crazy idea and when he wanted to start that company he said that this the idea that he had this this faith or this something he wanted to create it didn't even look like an idea um he said that it looked like a place it looked like a person or some life force that existed long before i did separate from me but also part of me waiting for me but also hiding from me and i think when i when i read this part of the book it kind of made me realize that people that go out and achieve great things like start their own company or become famous actors or um, you know musicians or whatever 
it, it sounds like they always knew that and they were always destined to do that, but they couldn't put into words exactly how that could come to life. And that's exactly how Phil um, kind of shares his thoughts looking back at when, before he started the company. So this idea that his idea or his company or his passion, it wasn't an idea. It felt like a place or a person or a life force. Um, and this is so this is where we jump into that spiritual territory, which, you know, I obviously kind of live for. Um, but this unexplainable feeling that he was always meant to make Nike. He was always meant to create that idea and bring it to life. Um, and he knew that even before it happened. And I think if I was to pause and reflect and relate it to my own life, um, the thing that I'm doing with my podcast and what I do at work and everything, I just know that there is something bigger waiting for me. And I and I know that I am here to, I don't know exactly if it's going to be a company or a brand or whatever, I'm here to share stories, I'm here to elevate people and, and bring out the best of them in whatever format and I can't even explain how, I can't even explain it in it by, by words but it kind of feels like it's a part of me uh, and it was always been a part of me before I was born so I think I said it on one of my episodes recently that I recorded with a, a special guest. I said that I can already visualise my own, my, my self-drive Sundays or my name on a huge stage, um, people coming to listen uh, as I interview people and, and they share the story. So it is one of those unexplainable passions that goes beyond just your day job, that goes beyond just paying for your bills. It's just something that's built within me that I know that's going to come into fruition whenever the time is right. Um, but I'm kind of just speaking it and manifesting it into my life. But in terms of this idea on uh, a storyteller, throughout the whole book, um, going back to what Phil said, he goes through incredible ups and downs he goes through hiring his first employee called Jeff Johnson who ends up kind of crafting he's the first employee of Nike um he, who ends up crafting different um shoes goes up to new places and builds the, the shops and throughout the whole book I was hooked from the get-go um even though I didn't have high expectations it lived up to it but also um exceeded it by a mile um so that's how he was he's just incredible storyteller storyteller throughout the book um and this idea around uh, making an impact in the world he said from the beginning before he went off to create those shoes phil actually said how can i leave an impact on the world unless i go out and see it first before a big race, you always want to walk the track. And this is exactly what he did. So before he went off and brought this crazy idea to life, he went and saw the world. He went, he went to Italy, he went to Nepal, which I obviously resonate with because I am Nepalese. Um, and he said that he craved connection with a capital C. He did all the great creators and innovators and uh, legends did in each of those countries um, and he did say the one that stuck out to him the most was Athens in Greece and he the whole kind of his whole brand and who he stands for very much inspired by the Greek mythologies and he did say that it's funny how 
the first half of the half of the book doesn't say that his company's name was Nike. He he kind of drops hints along the way, and when he went to the Acropolis in Athens as well, he said that twenty five centuries years ago, per his good uh, guidebook, it had housed a beautiful frieze of goddess Athena, thought to be the bringer of Nike or victory. So the word Nike itself actually stands for victory, uh, and it's um, it was housed in within the goddess of Athena and when I was reading this uh, I, I went to Athens recently um, and it's interesting how there's like all these synergies um, and and kind of like universal signs that is kind of linked right because I didn't know about the Acropolis and the history of it until I mean I knew about the Acropolis but I didn't know about the history until I went there and it just happened that in the book that I was reading that's exactly how Phil got inspired as well and there was another kind of part in the book which talks about because Nike's um was originated by Phil's love for shoes and he did say even before he had started his company um especially when he was in Athens that was the trip that stood out to him the most and he did say that I don't know that as I turned to leave I noticed the temple's marbles um facade and the Greek artisans had decorated it with several haunting carvings including the most famous in which the goddess inexplicably leans down to adjust the strap of her shoe and when I read this it was just like a whoa like all these signs of like Nike being the goddess of victory and it just happened that she was tying the strap on her shoe it was all kind of just meant to be and this is why he was he's such a good storyteller in the book because all these um metaphors and symbolism throughout the book really kind of builds out to be for him to create this incredible company that we see today right so that is why he is such a great storyteller secondly inspiration is everywhere um i think uh, on my instagram i did put like a little uh, snapshot of the episode saying that the night shoes were inspired by an octopus and waffles and the reason for this is um when one of the uh, i think one of the team members went out to have sushi he realized that the way that the octopus um latches onto whatever the surface is is kind of it kind of builds that suction kind of material right and throughout this time phil knight jeff johnson and bowerman who were all uh, creating better versions of the shoes they were working with the japanese um kind of supplier and giving them feedback they were obsessed with shoes and they were obsessed with new technologies to make the shoes better for the runners and yeah they were inspired by octopuses because of the suction that they have um and uh, one of the teammates actually had a baby octopus called stretch so um i don't know why i said that but it was um so that was the first kind of inspiration for the shoe and the book also talks about how the as the shoe evolved over time it was inspired by waffles as well because Bowerman was looking at waffles and how the waffles when it comes out it kind of creates that grip right um grip like mechanism or the way it's made so what they did what Nike did in the future was actually put a um kind of trademark for this grip like shoes and they were inspired by waffles so i think the key kind of theme here is that inspiration really is everywhere if you look hard enough um 
And whilst he was creating this new version of the shoes as well, Phil had to negotiate a lot with the suppliers. He had to negotiate. He basically he got thrown under the bus multiple times uh, throughout the book, and and he kept going right. And and there was a term in the book that said that business is war without bullets, and. He, from the experience he had, it really was war. So when you think about entrepreneurs and all these people that you see and it's like, oh my God, they're living that lavish life. They go through so much hardships behind the scenes that don't normally get captured. And this book exactly captures that. So people who are wishing to be entrepreneurs, wishing to have their own empire and build it. It's just to kind of bear in mind that business really is war without bullets. And it's so funny because when Phil was initially going to Japan, Japan to do business with the guys there he actually had a book that said learning to do business with the Japanese and he read that book and put it into practice every single time and he's an exec um, he was already kind of starting to rack in um, a lot of profit from sh selling his shoes he always got nervous when it came to negotiations and all of that um, later on he managed to hire someone who was great at that but even though he is the CEO um, he, he, he is one of those introverted CEOs um, that isn't always, you know, the one kind of beating their chest and saying that I'm the greatest. He he did have those kind of vulnerable side to him throughout when he did the business as well. There's a really funny bit also in the book where it said that when he had to go back to Japan and uh, place a new order, he he basically wasn't making enough money to to make that place that order because of something to do with equity and. He needed to pay um, off loans for, to a lot of banks because he, the shoes were selling like hotcakes throughout the years and he needed to, he had higher demand, um, but he couldn't buy that until he had the money in the first place and the bank only loaned him a certain amount. And there was a bit that said that one time he placed an order for 5,000 more shoes, which cost $20,000 that he didn't have. He also said, ship it to my East Coast office, which I also didn't have. Um, and throughout the book, you really get to understand that he had to not lie, but he had to hustle quite a lot and be smart with uh, doing business and, and kind of having this belief, even when things like he didn't have money or he didn't even have an office to ship the shoes into. Right. So it's just like a really funny kind of term where it's not funny actually it's quite serious um business really is war without bullets is something that is very very resonating when you do read the book throughout just to delve into this topic around nike as well um so nike is known as the goddess of victory and the term nike um that came from the team so the there was a situation where they had to come up with a new name so they couldn't be called blue ribbon ribbon anymore and um, they couldn't use the tiger shoes anymore because basically they got um they they didn't have that relationship with the tiger supplier shoes um so they had to create their own name and nike was actually meant to be called dimension six which does not have the same ring as nike um but late, later they went with the term nike because it represents victory and and phil in the book does say what is more important than winning right especially when you put it into the perspective of athletes and sports people and it's funny because the term nike actually came to jeff johnson who is the number one employee of nike um 
in his sleep and this is when I read that I was like yes because I talk about this subconscious mind quite a lot and how our mind is working even when we're sleeping and that's when the best kind of creative ideas comes along uh, when you are quiet in your conscious mind and that's exactly what happened because they were thinking for days what do we want to call our company and then voila all of a sudden the term came to Jeff in his sleep so um, that is how the the, the term light came about and the actual kind of name and and the swoosh uh tick for it as well they hired um a grad she was kind of like an intern and she created the swoosh nike um for 35 dollars and now it's you know everywhere um so when the company went public the founders gave the grad some shares um which is now worth millions uh, of dollars so i found that really really fascinating as well so the, the actual design for that swoosh um came from a grad so never under underestimate what people can do regardless of the lack of experience they might have um and throughout the whole book you can really see phil's passion for shoes and he said he did say that shoes were a way of connecting with humanity um so there's a term shoe dogs shoe dogs are people who are obsessed with shoes and they live and breathe shoes and they always want to create better shoes for humans and shoe dogs believe that shoes were their way of connecting with humanity those shoe dogs um so from shoe dogs point of view they did say um shoes were their way of connecting with humanity and what better way of connecting shoe dogs thought than by refining the hinge that joins each person to the world's surface um, and that's what a shoe dog is and they believe that shoes are the way right that connects it's the hinge that joins each person to the world's surface and there's that oneness and this um com commonality between most of us um lucky enough to be wearing shoes so that kind of area around getting inspiration um is another thing that really really resonated with me from the book and finally this idea around faith um the quote that really really stuck out to me from the book was this that said when phil was going through a hard time um and the suppliers were not going to supply the shoes to them anymore it was kind of like a pivotal moment of whether they give up now or they keep going and find new ways and, and Phil went off and did an amazing, most authentic um, talk with his team. And he and he ended it with saying, the cowards never started and the weeks died along the way. And that leaves us. So what, what it's really saying, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's really saying that most people don't even start with these ventures. Um, and majority others die along the way because they give up. Um, and then that leaves us so he's pretty much framing to say to his team that they're going to keep going they're going to keep fighting along because they do get face a lot of hardships um, and that really does leave just them right um, and then at, throughout the actual book he goes through a lot of ups and downs of not having enough money and then having to talk to the right people to um, get sponsorship and, and helping him to keep his company alive when it was in the brink of going bust. He talked to lawyers, he talked to all these people um, to not pay the 25 million fine he, he got given for trading shoes from Japan. Uh, he just got this fine out of nowhere. 
he went through a lot of personal hard times himself where he lost his son um, and kind of like having that guilt of not spending enough time with his uh, sons as he was growing up um, but he you know just realized how how can he kind of learn from that and how can he redo the whole thing in a way because he loved every single moment of creating this empire called Nike and towards the end of the book he really kind of reflects on his experience his journey so far and also humanity as a whole um, and he did say it was one of his last pages that oneness is in some way shape or form it's what every person I've ever met has been seeking so this idea around being part of something greater right oneness every time you talk to someone you want to feel like you are one with them or if you every time you go out and represent your team or your company there's that feeling of oneness um every time you go out for a family meal you feel like you're part of a you're part of a team and everyone every human being is seeking oneness at all times and he he summarized it perfectly um and that's exactly what he was seeking as well he never in the beginning he never said that i'm gonna go off and create an empire called nike he just craved this oneness and he got that through his coaches his core team and bringing this empire to life by selling and creating shoes and not giving up at all throughout the way and I love how at the end it kind of ends by him giving advice for young entrepreneurs or anyone reading, Um, it could be anyone really, Uh, and he says that one thing that he realised is always to kind of have faith in yourself, but also have faith in this idea of faith. Not faith as others define it, faith as you define it. Faith as faith defines itself in your heart, and I thought it was such a perfect way to and the absolute roller coaster he went through to create Nike because at the hardest times when he was going bust he didn't have any way to save the company what kept him going with this idea around faith and his idea was of faith was important to him and it made sense to him and that's what kept him going and now at his age he just casually says that I'm now worth like 117 million or something but he still feels the same and that's what he was craving um and it's worked right it's worked this idea on having faith is the reason why we are wearing nike nowadays and um nike stands for such a brand that it's not just about selling the shoes or, or the clothing it stands for a purpose and if you look at the nike adverts so i did actually did a case study at work and how nike have really kind of nailed their marketing um i, I actually got inspiration from this book and the uh, uh, youtube video youtube ads that they do because every time you watch a nike advert it stands for something more than just the product it stands for a bigger cause like black lives matter or or equality for women or the mamba mentality like it it's always something bigger um than just the products and i think that's the reason why we all love nike uh, i am team nike i don't know if i am biased because i've recently read the book or i, I i'm jumping on the hype because everyone loves nike it's just it's just a cool brand because I like what it stands for and especially after reading this book it's put a completely different perspective to me on um, the struggles and the humble beginnings of uh, Nike itself. So that gives a high level overview of some of my key takeaways from the book so starting off with how 
much of an incredible storyteller Phil Knight is and some of his uh, journey he went through in terms of having this crazy idea to bring it into fruition today this idea around inspiration being everywhere um was something i really kind of loved such as getting inspiration from octopuses or waffles for creating innovative shoes that we see today and and finally having faith the car was never started the week started along the way that leaves us um and it that just gave me kind of like a comforting reassurance that whatever you believe in whatever you wish in doing it's all down to faith um and also faith as you define it and how faith defines itself and what feels right to you um so i have definitely got a lot of inspiration from this book and i will continue to rave about it leave the right reviews and for anyone wanting to find out uh, about the book a bit more um i've only given the top top level highlights but you'd have to go through the actual journey yourself to get the full picture of how uh, amazing this book is so hopefully you guys found that somewhat interesting some something different um and i will catch you guys same time next week um for another episode of ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams um i've been recording quite a lot of guest episodes so i do wanted i did wanted to get those out uh, because I've already done the work but I do like these meet speaks episodes every now and again because I get to speak um, about what's in my mind so thank you all for listening in and for all your support so far it's it's much much appreciated and I will catch you guys soon thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self tough sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank you Bye.